And we are going. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the High Button Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Belanger. Today's episode is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home field for great sports betting. Play stadium bets for the best odds, single game betting, and an all-star lineup of the top sports and leagues from around the world. ProLine players also score great access to great regular promotion. Right now, earn up to $50 on ProLine Fantasy when you wager $15 or more on baseball with ProLine or stadium bets. This offer is valid for up to 10 tokens until September 4th. Free play tokens must be used by September 30th. Get in the game today at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. Welcome back to another in-house podcast here at the High Button Sports Studio. Really happy to have you here um, at the end of the week. A lot has gone down in the past... Geez, time's flying. Two to three weeks uh, here in High Button Sports. Of course, we had the McKinnon podcast, which uh, we were very happy with. And we also just finished up the uh, 22 Under Men's National Baseball Championship where we were streaming and doing media coverage. Um, a lot's been happening, like I said. So uh, today's an in-house podcast. Myself, Jeff, we're going to give dudes a call here in a minute. Uh, we hope that you enjoy and give you a little bit of insight of what's going on behind the company and uh, how we feel about today's topic. So uh, without further ado, this is the High Button Podcast. I'm Justin Belanger. Here we go. You know what comes uh, next. We are back live in the High Button Sports Studio. Hello to everyone watching and hello to everyone listening. Jeff, happy to have you back in the studio. Um, this podcast feels like it's a part of me. This podcast feels like it's um, it's hard. I don't even know how. When you do something in life, like if you go to school every day, you go to work every day, you do something every day, you, you, you create Play-Doh sculptures every day, Jeff. You do whatever you do in life. Um it almost feels like it's in your veins a little bit And this podcast kind of feels like it's in my veins. It's hard to explain, but whenever, I don't want to say we were away from it, but I needed a little rest. I needed a little break. Episode 400 with Nate was a, a really big accomplishment for us. And here's the thing. So here, I'll, before um, I get into this right now, I'll explain to what's, what's been going on with the company the past, you know, a couple of weeks, obviously Nathan McKinnon, episode 400, really big accomplishment for us. Awesome. Um, we also just did the men's national 22 under baseball uh, tournament. Uh, we live streamed for them. Why are you laughing? That's what we. Well, you no, did. I'm not laughing. I'm smiling. Oh, okay. It was a yeah. good experience. Brings back some good memories. You when you're talking, it. you got to go to there. There you go. <laughs> um, uh, live streamed and we created some media content for them. You know, just fantastic, uh, fantastic week. Two weeks. I want to go back to the uh, McKinnon podcast for a bit. We've already had Nate on, episode 299. Great episode. You know what? Let's go back even further. Let's go back to episode... Let's go even before episode one. The, um, when you start a podcast, everyone starts... Everyone at some point is going to start... A, everyone does this. Let's not... <laughs> everyone's gonna start everyone, a podcast. everyone at some point <laughs> is going to start a podcast who doesn't it's a podcast it's the easiest thing in the world easiest thing until they get to episode 10 and the people kind of run out of what we yeah. talk about now so when i started this podcast i don't know i don't know what am i talking about before i started i had a conversation with myself in the mirror dead serious probably for like 10 minutes it was the weirdest thing i've ever done and I looked at myself in the mirror because you get to a point in life where you try so many things and you fail, you try, you fail, try, you fail, try, you fail, Jeff. And you just have to kind of pick something and just decide not to quit. Quit. So the podcast to me was the simplest thing to navigate through without frustration. Do you know what I mean by that? Yeah, it makes sense. So makes the, sense. there's people that work at banks and they love numbers and they they know they they it, it comes natural and easy to them and they they can solve problems without getting really 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 stressed out and they can work hard at it. Me, I can't do numbers. I can't work that hard at crunching things. It, I I would give up. But with the podcast, if there was a point of a thought coming into my head where I wanted to quit, I thought, okay, no, I know how to edit video of myself, a little egotistic, sure, call it what you want, but I know how to talk, I know how to edit, I know how to solve problems through the podcast world, because I've watched so many in my life before starting this. So it was an honest conversation with myself 
in the mirror before starting this. Okay, look, here's what you're going to do, and you're going to do it for the rest of your life. It was a scary con- – I thought of everything. I thought of, like, uh, you know, let, let's say, Justin, you have kids one day. What are your kids going to think? You have a dad who's doing a paw. I'm not saying I have kids or will have – I'm just – you know, you have these conversations with yourself. You're going to be the guy that shows up to your kid's – work one day and it's like oh yeah my dad's a professional podcaster it's like it's a weird you know same with having a wife you know like what does your husband do oh he's a podcast you know it's it's you just you have to have those conversations with yourself before you really really start something and i had that conversation with myself and i said i'm willing to have the backlash of whatever the hell goes on with this journey that we're going through on episode this is episode 401 so before any of this starts I had that conversation with myself and that's not the negative side, but that's the honest side. You look in the mirror for 10 minutes. You say, Justin, here's the honest God's truth of what's going to happen from point A to point B. And it's not a fun conversation because you have to tell yourself the truth. It's not going to be fun. You might be sleeping on a couch. You might not get approval from other people. You could get some looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, but, but Jeff Warburton, there is another side to that conversation. And now what side do you think that conversation is when I'm having with myself in the mirror? I talked about the truth. Now what's the other side? The potential? The potential. The hope. Nailed it. The hope. So what's that conversation like? Who do you hope to have on? Yeah. One day. And who do you think's top three? Um, for you? Hmm. Uh, Sid, number one. McKinnon, number two. And... Oh man. To be quite honest with you, before <laughs> before I said top three, I didn't even know who was in the top three. I just wanted to know what you that's I know. not the point. I, I can't I just, even, like, I we know. got two people we always talk about yeah. and I just named them. So well, whatever. Nate <laughs> Nate like when I was having that conversation with myself, Nate was in that conversation. Same with like when you're 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 out working out and you're running, you're just thinking of goals, you're thinking of you know, and, and I don't want to say you manifest things, but you just you bring things into life. And Nate coming on, obviously he's a great person for coming on, and I I owe everything to that guy. Not everything, but some stuff, even though he chirped me golfing. Um, those are the things you think about when you're having the conversation in the mirror. You go, okay, this is going to suck for some points, but there's going to be some rewarding points maybe. And Nate is one of those rewarding points whenever he comes on. So before even episode one started, you have to have this conversation with yourself. Can this work? Will this work? How do I navigate through this podcast world? And I think you already know the answer to this, but most people don't. It's trial and error. It's, and if you're willing to put the trial and error and the effort in for 401 episodes, maybe you'll see a little bit of what's the word success, not success, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll no see a little success. bit of something, you know, yeah. you'll see a little bit of something. Um, now, Nate came on 299. Fantastic. Great episode. Episode 400 after winning the Stanley Cup. I don't want to say there was nerves because I'm past the point of nerves with this. Right. I know what yeah. I'm doing. I know yeah. what I'm Jeff. Yeah. I know what I'm doing for sure. I hate that I'm admitting this, but there was almost a little bit of what are people going to think of me selfishly because not that a lot of people didn't watch or listen to the 299. Right. This episode, people from all over the world watched. Some someone commented saying I, I look like I have chemo even though I got a full set of hair. Oh, Some no. people were making fun of me saying, there, you know, there's there's just it's it's a different level. Were you sitting in the comments of those? Oh yeah, big time. The, the McKinnon yeah, like yeah. and the clips ones. I sat in for about the first two days. I sat in and there was a lot of positive. I'd say ninety yeah. percent positive. And then if you stick around too long and the video views go up, then yeah. everything goes up, including the. Yeah negative comments and stuff and yeah. I, I was curious if you were uh what your eye was on that were you seeing every comment coming into those three clips we posted or? well i'm not gonna lie we don't get a lot of comments on our youtube videos right. facebook sure youtube no yeah so when i was i was going through and I, it, it kind of goes back to my own rule of thumb my own rule of thumb of people creating opinions on myself is it's a win whether it's positive or negative because People are so busy in this world. People, they have to drive their kids to school. They got to get groceries. They have to pay bills. They got to sweep and they got to clean on top of the the baseboards. They got to, you know, they have so yeah. much they have to do. So much. So for someone to take time out of their day and say, that guy looks like he has chemo treatment. That's a win for me. It is. Even it is. though it's negative, someone took time out of their day to go, I'm going to form an opinion about this person. Right, that yeah. is a win. And I had that conversation with myself in the mirror how many years ago? I don't know now, but 
the rule of thumb is when creating content, win or lose, negative, positive comment, as long as someone's taking time out of their day to pay attention to the brand called High Button Sports, win. Dude, the worst thing that can happen is if if someone watches you and has no opinion on you. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, And I forgot that rule because there's times when this podcast where, you know, it's not the most popular podcast. It's not the, we don't, that's, that wasn't the right question to ask, Justin. Why, why this, Justin, Justin this, Justin, mm. you know, it's not the, and I get it. But this one, that's the big dog. It's Nathan McKinnon. That's, and it was incredible. It was. It was, uh, it, it was incredible. And I, I have to thank Nate. I know he's probably sick of me thanking him. But um, he doesn't have to do that. He can go anywhere in the world. He can go to Sportsnet. He can go to TSN. He can go to the, the Chicklet Spitting. He can go anywhere he wants to go. But he, he decided to come to his hometown of, uh, of Nova Scotia, Cole Harbor, Halifax, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And he decided to show love. That says uh, all I need to know about that guy. Oh, yeah. He was a great guy, man. I don't know if it could have gone better. We were, it was definitely a, a magical couple days there, I think, for the whole, the whole team. The whole high button team, man. It was uh, it was special. I think I don't know if, if we talked about this. You called me uh, the night before I was I was working away, and you said Are you able well, to come in tomorrow. Well, I made a promise to him. Yeah, and not that I don't trust you, Jeff. Mm. Jeff Warburton, I trust you. I do. You know that, right? Like I, you you have the code to my house. You know how to get in. I trust you with everything. Mm-hmm. You know that, right? Of course. Okay, but I did make a promise to Nate. I said. Uh, I'll read the message so everyone get can it get out. out. Get the receipt. So we're all friends here. So um, I said to him, well, here's the thing. He So before we get into this, he's uh, signed with a company called No Bull. No Bull. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm, I'm renovating my house right now. And we ordered a new oven and we ordered a new uh, fridge. And I know everyone right now is thinking, Justin, what the, what are you, what are you talking about right now? What does this have to do with McKinnon coming on? You know, but the delivery man who delivered the new oven was wearing a No Bull hat, and No Bull, I'm pretty sure, is an American company. I don't, yeah. I haven't seen much of it around here. I could be wrong. Yeah, no, it's I, it's like a brand, like much smaller than Adidas or Nike, obviously. Yeah. But uh, you know, they have a couple athletes here and there. I know Mac Jones, Patriots quarterbacks, in on it. A couple other guys, but very. Yeah. Okay. Very like okay. you know. Okay. That's what it is. So. Okay, so here's the thing. Like I messaged him a couple times, and like, hey man, congrats on the cup. You know. But I never really asked him. For, I mean, he knows obviously I want him to come on, but I'm not going to ask him. You know, a week, a, you know, three weeks after winning the cup, I'm, you know, think about how many things that guy people asking him. So I just wasn't going to be that guy. So I waited. I waited. I waited. I'm not saying I looked for a sign, but I was looking for a sign of when to message yeah, him. Big sign people big here. Sign. High button. We're, we're we're big sign people here. And I saw this delivery guy come in with my oven. And he had a noble hat on. So, so what do I do? I, I go upstairs. <laughs> I uh, I think about it. I take a nap. I swear to God. Oh, fuck. I took a nap. Woke up. I said, okay, Justin, if you feel comfortable asking him after you wake up from the nap and you think about it, go for it. Woke up from the nap, had a sip of water, brushed my teeth. You know, when you wake up from a nap, your mouth, oh, you, yeah. you just, you got to... Yeah. You know what? Oh, yeah. Dry. Oh, yeah. Not that I, you know, you just got a little morning breath in there. Probably. uh, So woke up, had some water, brushed my teeth a bit. Not a bit. I just did. And I said, I'm doing it. So here's the message. I go, uh, our next episode is number 400. Love to have you on and make a splash. I won't mention your next contract or the healthy food thing. Just the season playoff run and your cup plans. Um... Also, won't have anyone extra in the studio. I'll keep it low-key. He said, sounds good, brother. Let's do it. When's good? So, the basically key principle to that is I won't have anyone extra in the studio. I'll keep it low-key. So, when I messaged Jeff Warburton sitting right across from me saying, Jeff, tomorrow, I knew, you know, a week, you know, a couple, you know, a week before, let's say. I just didn't want it out there. You know Halifax. You know Bedford. You know, you know, you know Nova Scotia. You yeah. know it just as well as I do. People talk. People, yeah. People, people yeah. say, "Hey." People say, "Hey, what are you doing?" You know, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm guilty of it. You know, hey, guess what I heard? This guy shot a 67 over at Glenar. You know, I, yeah, I'm yeah. guilty of it. I'm guilty. <laughs> Small community. Exactly, 100. percent 
so this was uh, this was one I just wanted to keep close to my chest. I wanted to keep my cards close to my chest and only let the people know a day of. You, I, I let dudes know, uh, I think, two days before. I let you know a day before. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Um, and then he came over and made magic happen. You know, it was, it was incredible. It was, uh, it was a great conversation. And I liked how we were comfortable with each other a little bit more than the first episode. Yep. Yeah. Excuse me. As much as I hate that he, you know, he was chirping me a bit about the golf thing. It's like, yeah, I love the fact he's chirping me. We're yeah, getting, we're, we're, getting little, yeah, we're getting a little bit more comfortable. For sure. Um, but no, a fantastic guy, fantastic, uh, obviously, hockey player. And uh, it, it, it was incredible. Um, and cut with that comes uh, the reward of views and, and monetization and, and comments recognition. and recognition. We were we were yep. mentioned in I don't know how many articles, CBC, yeah. uh, a lot of Denver uh, newspapers the wrote writers. about. The beat writers what, down what, there. Beat writers, what's that? The beat writers. Oh, they said meat writers. No, beat, like, you know, the guys beat. who just fall, beat. Oh, the beat writers. The yeah, beat yeah, writers yeah, 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 I got you, I got you. there, yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's there. So that, so that was fantastic. Um yeah, just, you know, no complaints. Those are the moments that when you're having the conversation in the mirror, when you're done with the first five minutes of saying, this is going to hurt, this isn't going to be fun, there's going to be times where you're doing this, that, but guess what? There's going to be times where you are rewarded. And, uh, you know, two weeks ago, this uh, this company was rewarded and it was rewarded in a big way. Um, yeah. And that's, that's, to me, it doesn't matter what you do in life. That's the... Uh, entrepreneurial addiction it is you know money's great too but in the, in the free time and the free time is uh is good as well but it's the unknown of what's gonna happen next for it's sure it's like whoa what because an entrepreneur you're you're you do whoa what's going on next i know you're just next what's I next what's, too, what's next what's next it's what's addicting next? it's addicting, it's addicting isn't man. it yeah like, you can't be in this industry unless you like it but i think about it the same way like you know I've been here for, I guess, like, I don't even know, man, over a year. And there's ups and downs for sure. But every time we do a tournament or every time we have a big podcast or when I met Pat Stay that time and, like, all these people I've been able to meet through it, I'm just like, I'm like, that's why you do it. Like, for the moments after the McKinnon podcast where, like, it's just, you know, it was something us, me, you dudes shared, you know, with Nate. And he was a great guy. I've had a lot of people ask me how he was. And he was just an awesome guy. But it's those moments and even after the the baseball nationals, I felt the same way where it's like, uh, I don't know. It's just so unique and it's something like you'll, I'll never forget. Like, yeah. you know, the biggest games of these kids' lives. Yeah. We were able to commentate or like right after, the, like I'll be able to tell that, like my kids about that McKinnon interview, like the first yeah. interview since he won his first cup, like legend here. Like I watched him win the President's Cup and you're talking to him after that. So you're right, man. It's addicting and it's, that's kind of, that's what yeah. keeps you going th- through these like, the tough times, right? Absolutely. Is the like the unknown. Like we weren't, we didn't do too much before that McKinnon podcast for like the a couple weeks there. You know, like it wasn't. It's kind of like a, a bit of an off season for us. Not totally, but you know, hockey, our bread and butter is off. Playoffs are off. NHL's off. So, but the fact that you could call me at three thirty on a Thursday afternoon and say, "Are you available at ten tomorrow?" Like we got a big thing coming. It's like, uh, man, it's, yeah. it's something special. Yeah. Something special for sure. It's fun, and you know we got to go. We have to talk about nationals. We're not talking about provincials, provi- provincials. We're not talking about regular season. Yeah. We're talking about a national championship, and I couldn't be more proud of this team and how we stuck together as a team. We worked through problems as a team, and we came out on the other end as a team. Going through what we went through this past week with the live streaming is not easy unless we've been together for, that's why I didn't really want to new guys around. I didn't want the interns around Mm -hmm. because it's hectic. It's chaotic. Same thing. I'm just trying to chuck words out there to sound a little (laughs) bit more important. There's moments there where it's not going to be pretty. There's more, there's moments there where I'm yelling at you. There's moments at there where you're yelling at me. There's moments there where I have to tell you how I actually feel in order for you to get this done. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's humid. It's damp. Fourteen hour days. Fourteen hour days. You're drinking water. You're you're pissing eight eight times an hour. You're you're trying to get some food in you if you have it. You just yeah. There's so much going on and to deliver under the pressure. I couldn't be more proud of 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 the group of guys that 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 work for this company. We like to call high button sports. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, dudes, dudes calling the championship. He, I, he's. 
he's so man. I get it. Like I, I get baseball and, and, and the passion for it. And the, what's the saying? How can you not be romantic about baseball? Oh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. I get that, but not like dudes, not like Aiden, maybe yeah, you, man. I don't know, but they, no, those, those two, man, they were locked in. They, man. they just they get it. it. Yeah. And for dudes like it, it to him calling the, the, the national championship game. I don't think I'm going to call him actually right now. He just one sec. Let's see here. Is he pick? He should be. Yellow. What's up? We're we're going on the the pod right now. Can you hear me? Imagine. We're talking about the. So I was saying to Jeff, I was like, the um, like you know the the saying, how can you not be romantic about baseball? You know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. So I was saying like how when important calling that not important but just how special calling that national championship game was and how I, I, I maybe i get it maybe jeff does too but you and aiden like i don't know you, you got it, it just seemed like a really special moment that championship game for you guys and to be able to to call that it's incredible it, it was it was absolutely honestly i'm still kind of living on a high from it to be quite honest with you what are we four four days later now i don't know so, so, uh, yeah no what yeah Six, I think. <laughs> like I Sunday. sit here and I watch through games still. I, the gold medal game, I bet you I've watched four or five times at least since the tournament has ended. <laughs> just, like, just to rewatch, like, the game and the shots of the crowd. And, you know, every now and then there's a description of something that's going on at the field. And I've never, ever, ever, ever seen Beasley Field like that before. And I think that's what started the electricity for me Yeah, was being a former player – and knowing how we were never close to that moment and never having that crowd at the field, um, it, it almost put you back in that scenario. So I, I kind of felt like a player, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, And then that, so I got nervous because I was telling you guys upstairs, I was pacing around, and it was a big moment. I, and I think just to answer pretty much your first statement, it's uh, something I'll never forget. It's something that you – I almost took it for granted at the time, but then I look back and I go, that was a national final many people get to call one of those no rare yeah it's across canada it's nationwide what do we have something 4500 some odd viewers well think about the past two years there hasn't been any national championship well i guess in nova scotia or in canada wow i never even considered that part of it here's what i want to ask you like when i here's what i want to say when i was doing the mckinnon podcast and it did really well and i got a couple chirps on like YouTube, like people were making fun of me for some stuff. And I, when you were doing the commentating, you got a couple chirps as well for the national championship game. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Here, here, actually, no, before you answer, let me tell you what I thought. Okay. Getting to the level that we're slowly progressing to, it's just part of the business. So it doesn't really affect mm-hmm. me. It's if you're getting, if so, like I said to Jeff, if someone's taking the time out of your day to go, that person sucks. That's a win because they're taking time out of their day. People are so busy. For someone to sit down and go, oh, that guy sucks. That's a win. That's my perspective. What's your perspective on it? I'm gonna have two perspectives for you. The first one, and, and it's just gonna be in agreement with you. That's a win. If you're gonna, every chirp means a view, right? Yeah. And if you're gonna chirp multiple times, that means you're locked into the game. So something is keeping you there. Ooh, and if I like chirping that. Chirping is all it is. That's fine with me too. I am absolutely on board with it. You know, every every now and then you read it, and you go geez why like why would he say that you know i thought i was doing pretty good or something like that but uh, i don't know i chalk it up as a win if you're taking your friday night away from whatever you normally do on friday nights to watch junior baseball and watch us high button sports commentate and bring you a game something's keeping you there yeah that's my first point the second one is when you're the person who i am if anybody on that stream knew who i was and wasn't using their real name i'm a chirper by nature I'm a multi guy. Everyone will agree with that. So I just assume on the ground that I stand on, people are going to want to return the favor at some point. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm with but you. Other than that, that's, that's a, that's a W baby in my, in my books. A hundred percent. All right. Well, that's pretty the, much it. Um, I just, <laughs> I just wanted to get your comment on that. Perfect. I, I that's a great question. You're going, <laughs> you going to ball. Yeah. I got a double header tonight. You know me, I don't stop. You're actually playing two games tonight? Two? Oh, yeah. Seven Fast innings? Which is way faster than baseball. Seven or nine innings? Seven. 
All right, well, I'll. I, honestly, uh, I just cleaned my car up from the tournament to get my bag in the car. What car are you taking up? What car are you taking up tomorrow to the cottage? I can tell you it won't be mine. Yeah, I was gonna say. Oh, you're cutting out there. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go. I'm gonna give you a call back. Uh, or what? Oh, you'll be playing ball. Just text me after your after your second game. I'll give you, and then we'll talk. Sounds good, brother. All right, I'll talk later. See ya. See ya. Um. Well, that's our and, premium commentator right there. Well, that, well, that's Straight what from I mean. The yeah, and that's what I mean. Like what he said about the national championship. That's a that's a that's a, that's an accomplishment. It's not provincials. It's not regular season. Mm-hmm. It's not exhibition. It's not a tournament. It's a national championship. One person told me I forget who years ago. This was back when I was trying to first get advertising for the podcast. I remember I, I'd, oh man, if you have a business in Nova Scotia, I know I've said this before, most likely if you check your email, there's an email from High Button Sports trying to get money from you. And one guy replied back, I wish I remembered the guy's name, he's a, he's a business owner around here, I think it was like a lands, excuse me, I think it was like a landscaping company, I forget exactly what it was, and uh, this guy called me back. And he's like, look, Justin, I'm, I, I can't give you any money, but I want to give you like a little piece of advice or just wisdom, whatever. He goes, I love your package. I love the email. I can see the hustle in you. And he, he goes, I want you to understand something. When people are willing to give you dollars, it's the most utmost respect a person can give you in terms of business. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter if you're a two-year-old kid, not two, but five, how old can you be shoveling a driveway? Seven or seven, eight. So you eight, eight-year-old kid shoveling a driveway. If someone's going to give you $20, that's an utmost respect to that eight-year-old kid shoveling your driveway. If someone's going to give us money to do a national championship live stream event, mm. that is people putting trust in us. That's people putting trust in our commentators. That's people allowing us to go in and work with their brand that they've built. And when I heard that, I don't know how many years ago, I took that to heart. Um, I don't really know what he's trying to tell me back then. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm just trying to get some advertising. I'll help you out. But <laughs> years later, I understand that responsibility, if that makes sense. Because maybe back then yeah, yeah. I was like, when I say, if you have a business, I probably messaged everyone for advertising. Maybe that wasn't the most responsible thing to do because what? What? how am I going to advertise um you know, uh, what's what's a company that just doesn't need advertising that sells itself like a con, like a like a construction? You know, yeah, I, right. I I messaged like the whole Lebanese community. I remember once to like message them up, uh, to help sell their apartment buildings. Like like that. Yeah. Like how am I yeah, gonna? You yeah. know, like it, yeah. it was, you know, You're just not, a little yeah. irresponsible of me. Right. So right. I just mass emails, and the, the, what I take from that now is be a little bit more choosy of who you decide to associate high button sports with. Obviously men's 2200, whatever national baseball tournament, that's, that's, that's where high button sports in, in that tournament, excuse me, championship align. That, that works out great. It's a no brainer. It's a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but back then, you know, messaging all, you know, d- that doesn't make sense. So those are things yeah, that I guess you could learn along the way. But one thing you can never really prepare yourself for is uh, other people's opinions. But like I said to you, you roll with them and then you uh, you, you, you let them roll off your back and you keep oh, working yeah. and you keep uh, striving for the next thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got a couple comments too. I did two games on the weekend. I haven't oh, done yeah. a ton of baseball. I'm, I'd say hockey's more my bread and butter. But I'd, uh, I did a couple baseball games there and... The first game, you know, probably working out the nerves. It was a lot. It was the last game or the third, second last game of the day. We had a long day. It was the rain delay game. I think you remember that one pretty well. Oh yeah. And then, um, you know, so I saw a couple comments on there, and I just, you know, I always just said in my head, I said, part of the job, part of the job, yeah. part of the business. Like, you know, it is, it is what it is. And my parents were like, uh, my parents and I had a bunch of family and friends watching at home on oh, the big they? screen, and my parents were like, my, my. My brother's girlfriend told me that my mom was like, was like, make an account and get in there and comment like, like you're doing great, like, like go back, like all my my family members wanted to like make burners to like defend me in our YouTube comments, and I was like, one, I'm glad you didn't do that, <laughs> two, um, it's all right, like it's part, it comes with the it comes with the the job and the territory and like what yeah. you know what am I gonna do? I yeah. you know there's probably some truth to what these people are saying try to readjust and do better but yeah it's uh it's definitely something you kind of have to get used to man these hot like th- there was a couple there's a couple guys in the comments man and it's i think just the way we do it on youtube open platform 
what's going to get commented is going to get commented. We could remove stuff, but that's not really the high button way. Yeah. It's never been the high button way. Like you usually let like if, if a message comes in and it says show or hide, you yeah. usually pick and show because it's like high button is honest. We come on here after the McKinnon podcast. We tell you exactly how it went yes. down. We tell you. Yes. So, you know, I, um, uh, I think it just comes with it. And I think it builds some thick skin in the industry, especially like if you're going to get annoyed at every single comment that comes through and craps on you, you're never going to make it. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty cut and dry in my mind, how you get over it. One thing that really impressed me overall was the event, the event, excuse me, over at the Beasley field last week, I think with uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I guess Wednesday was the home run derby. Um, but what an event put on uh, by Paul. What a yeah. what 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 a classy group of uh, organizers, volunteers, people with the blue T-shirts on. Right. Um. Just a, I I was impressed. Events have always fascinated me, um, on how to generate uh, income by having people come, um, view your product. Like I don't. I've I've always thought about uh, doing live shows. I've always uh, mm. pondered about that and, and putting on an event and having people come buy tickets. Like the sit high down. button show, the high button podcast live, exactly, or some bar downtown yeah. type thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That, that that side of the business has always fascinated me. But I just love this studio. I just there's a, <laughs> there, there's a part of me that you know me. I don't like to complicate things. Everyone's Justin. Right. What's next? What's next? What's yeah. I love this podcast. I love live streaming ish. Right. Well, I love when you guys do it at least. <laughs> I love. Uh, you know, I, I I I just love what what we're doing, and you yeah. know, to if 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 the if the maybe I should talk to a bar or someone or I don't know if it's that, hard to if, gauge interest really. Like I don't know, there's a lot of fans and a lot of older fans that I think would be legal to come in. There's a lot of kids that listen to the show, a lot of yeah. parents that listen to the show. So I think there'd be some sort of interest. But are you scared of the failure? Are you scared that you're gonna book it, you're gonna set it up, and then five people are gonna come? Or are you just scared of moving out of the studio and putting that work in? Because you know we could, we could figure that out. Yeah. But are you are you scared that no one's gonna be that that you know is that what it is? Because that's kind of what frightens me more is like this the fear of like failure in that sense. Yeah. Where it's like you know we put in all this work and no one shows up and then it's like and that's something probably I gotta get over and probably something like. I don't know. Like I'm saying, is that is that way on you, or does that even come into your mind? I, well, I, I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. It comes into my mind, but not as big as maybe you think. I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very well aware of how. No, I shouldn't say I'm well aware. I'm only 30 years old. I'm not well aware of anything. I'm still navigating life and how to maneuver it. But I'm getting pretty good at it. I understand. In order to find a positive, a negative has to come first. Type thing. I know that failure is necessary in order to find just a little bit of success and when it does come to a live show yeah there's obviously a possibility that no one shows up but there's also a part of me you know humble brag here i I don't really care what people think about this but you know i get recognized i i go to the gym and i see the eyeballs people i i you know i'm I'm out and i get recognized people people say great job you know the the the, the, how i shouldn't say that but People are aware of the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's it's a great thing. I'm very I, I love that people uh, you know support us that have comments and feedback for us. It's a great thing. But what I'm about to say is true. Getting people to get up out of their house, find a babysitter potentially, find parking, mm-hmm. spend sixty bucks for maybe a dinner before and then spend, I don't know how much I charge to come see me. I, 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 I yeah, you know, probably not 10, 10 yeah, bucks, maybe 10 bucks. 10 bucks. You know, you're looking at potentially, you know, a hundred dollar night. I believe that there's a huge difference between people driving to the cottage and turning on the high button podcast to I'm going to spend a hundred dollars on this brand. I think that there is a huge difference to the people that are willing to get up, put a pair of clothes on, find parking, mm. travel to a location, sit down, get a couple drinks, and watch some guy with a beard, red hair, talking to a <laughs> microphone. I just I believe there's a different that's that's a whole different level of uh, it's almost like comedy, live comedy. Whenever you go to a live comedy show, the benefit of a live comedy show is what? There's seven of them. 
So someone's bound to like seven comedians up there. Right, right. They're after one another, another. So you're like, oh, look at the crowd here for a comedy yeah. show. This is fantastic. Someone bombs. It's no big deal. Guess what? There's some comedians that are working those regular jobs that are saying, hey, can you come to my show tonight? Yeah. I'm going to be there. Bring five people. But, you know, you got five people coming, maybe 10 people for the next comedian. And all of a sudden you got a semi half full bar. That's not like us. If we have a show, it's 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 a, it's me and a microphone. Yeah. There's a different level, I think, of a live podcast and a fan base, like I said, of getting people up out of their seats, putting a pair of pants on and going to a bar, going to a venue. Back to your first question. Is there fear? Yeah, there sure is a little bit of fear, but I'm kind of over the whole fear factor. I really don't. Mm. It affected me a bit the first, you know, one, two, maybe I'm not, you know, even after 300 episodes, you're still a little eh. But right now, oddly enough, I just, I, I have an exuberant amount of confidence, not in a cocky way, not in an arrogant way. Someone, Aiden was saying to, to dudes the other day when we were walking around the baseball thing, the, uh, like, you know, where we were, we were up top and I was yeah. down, well, I went down low because I had to go on the field to like fix a flag and. I remember there was a gentleman that was like blocking the gate and I go up to the gentleman and I go, oh, just excuse me, I just got to get out there and fix my flag. And the gentleman moved kindly, moved. He said, yeah, absolutely, Justin, go on through. And I fixed it. He didn't really think too much of it. And I go back up to the top and, uh, you know, Aiden or Aiden said to dudes, like, you know, you're just walking down there like you own the place. And it's not my intention to walk around like I own the place. <laughs> right. I'm just trying to fix a flag. But I, I maybe I am giving off that certain confidence, that swagger that maybe I didn't have in the past. And I don't know how people are going to take this from people could be, you know, some people are going to wake up tomorrow fucking 6 a.m. to go to their job and take it from someone. And they maybe don't have that confidence and, and mm. they're looking for that in, in life. I hope that those people aren't taking this conversation or this podcast in the wrong way of going, I'm an arrogant prick. I'm not at all. Nah, nah, you're not. I just, I'm on a mission, I guess, if that makes sense. I'm on a... Dude, you you work hard. Yeah, sure. You're a business owner who's finding some success. Of course, you're going to get your feet under you a bit. Everyone works hard. Not everyone, but most, some people were, you know, the guy waking up tomorrow at 6 a.m. to catch that 7 a.m. bus to make it to work by 9, to take it from that boss who's a dick to that. That's the person who works hard. I sit here on a camera and it's not, you know, yeah, but the, it's just such a fine line. And I'm not going to sit here and say, I cross it. I really don't give a, you know, whatever. If you think I'm arrogant, you think it is what it is. But at the end of the day, if you're a person out there that's on a mission, you kind of can't really care what people think. And you have to kind of go straight through the brick wall. You can't really stop and go, who's looking at me? Who's looking at me? Who's look, who's what's going, what's that person behind me? Are they laughing at me? Is Jeff, are you making fun of me? You you can't think like that. So when I go out and I see my flag a little crooked, I'm not thinking at all. No one's going to stop me from getting that flag and fixing yeah. it. So when the gentleman's in front of me, excuse me, sir, do you mind if I yeah. just get, you know, that that's the the mindset. Yeah. Does that make sense? Or yeah. am I just talking no, out of my I, ass I think, here? I, think, I don't think it's arrogance. I think it's more, you know. I had to fix the flag. Yeah. And I think that, you know, there's, you you wake up every morning. And I think I hope people like can kind of think about this because I think about this a lot as your first official employee or your second or whatever it was you wake up every morning and like, you don't necessarily know what's on your plate for the day. You don't have the stabilization. You don't have like the, like this, this, like I'm going to go in, I'm going to take this from my boss. I'm going to come home at 6 PM. I'm going to like update my girlfriend on the day and we're going to watch Netflix. Like you got to wake up every day with that fire in you. So if we get in a big spot and we're at a national tournament and we want our friggin' flag to be straight, I I don't think there's any, um, I don't think there's anything wrong with you kind of showing that you know we're paid to provide the service and like you going down and trying to fix it it's just it's like it kind of builds man it's got it's got to build you got to have that in you and i don't not everyone's part of the sport media business we are and that's kind of comes with the territory you got to have that confidence so i don't think it's arrogance i think it's more just um you kind of realize you've done a couple of these tournaments you gotta this is this is what it is yeah you gotta you gotta do your shit and you gotta make sure that that high button flags straight and you gotta make sure that the internet's running well and that this camera's connected to this camera and you know it's just um i think it just comes with it it's just different different businesses how it goes and i think it's a good thing i think the more that you can walk around like you own the place at an event where we're getting paid to be there and provide the best service we can get the better our product will be so That's just kind of how it is, man. And I do want to uh, say not everyone's yeah. gonna get that. And I but. do, yeah, I do want to say this too. Everyone that um, came up to us and said, 
great job. And maybe we were a little short conversation with them. I don't want to apologize. I just want to say we're there working. So like, I know I said it in a tweet, I was like, come on out, say hello. We hope to (laughs) see you. Like I I meant every minute of that. Yeah. Every single minute. Like I ever, sorry, every letter of that tweet, like, come on, I'd love to see you. Like, welcome. Like let's, let's get a, a party going here. But maybe one thing I didn't realize is that we're there to work. We can't really talk as much as I'd like to. You know, when, when there's people that we, you know, we saw so many people, friends and, mm. you know, I got to run the camera. I got to make sure the internet. So yeah. there was just so much going on. So if anyone was there and they're like, ah, like Justin, fuck Dick, he didn't even talk to me for a minute. Because <laughs> there was a couple of times where they're like, hey, hi button. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. You know, but then I had to run. Of yeah. course, I would have loved to go up to that person and say, oh, man, how do you know mm. I'm high button? I'm like, thank you. I, I thank you. I, I work so hard, man, at this. So thank you for recognizing me. Right. So if there's anyone out there that was like, oh, Justin kind of blew me off. Don't think I was blowing you off. I was probably running to go fix something. Oh, yeah. Like, there, there is no point of me that doesn't want to talk to people. I always want to talk to people because that's how I do market research. I honestly, I, whenever I'm at the golf course and I see like a, 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 a someone in our demographic that looks like our demographic, I kind of just like, well, hi button, you know, hi button, love you. And, and I just mess with them a little bit. I go, how do you know, hi button? Just like out of the blue. We were golfing mm. the other day. There was people over on the other tee. There was a couple like hockey guys, maybe like 14, 15. I go, hey, are you that guy on high button? Like I never knew he was high button. I just, I just messed with you him. You asked him if you'd been on high yeah, button. Yeah, I just go, I just go, hey, have you been on the high? How do I, are you high button or yeah. something? You get mic'd up. I just, that's how, I swear to you, this is how I do my market research. And then they <laughs> go, no, something. like I haven't been on high button, but my buddy, his cousin was on it. And I go, yeah. oh, so what do you think about them? Because sometimes it takes them a minute to like, yeah, just, yeah. wait, this redhead guy, is this the guy on the yeah. high button? Because most, most people don't go Justin, they go high button. I go, yeah. whatever. So I swear, whenever I'm out and about and I'm just kind of like in a bored state of mind and I see someone that might know what's going on with high yeah. button, I just go, hey, high button. And then I just let them rant. Yeah. And so you, you'd be surprised some of the information there, the bits you'd get out of people. But no, my <laughs> buddy's smart, my man. buddy's cousin was mic'd up uh, like three years yeah, ago yeah. out in St. Margaret's Bay and uh, his aunt hated it, but his dad loved it. And right, he just, yeah. he just, it's how you do it. That's how I do That's it at least. That's interesting, man. That's interesting. You go to school yeah. and they're like, here's how you do market research. You get a form. Yeah. You get a bunch of emails. You put yeah. the form on the email. You send it out to yeah. a thousand people. Then you go through the yeah. forms once they fill them out. And then that's how you're going to yeah. get your answer. You no. Send, you send this shitty survey to a thousand people and hope that 50 people will bother to fill it out you might get 25 and then you move it along just when you're out and about, anymore. when you're that out you know, when you're out and about just ask people have you heard a high button before that's <laughs> you yeah. know just, yeah. that, that's how i do it that's yeah. how i that's how i groove and move through this world yeah speaking of grooving and moving have you seen the new elvis movie no, but I did want to say just final wrap oh, yeah. up on the baseball. Obviously, I was there for the whole, pretty much the whole time. We yeah. were all there, and I just say I was proud of what we did, man. Uh, as someone who took production and been part of productions, and I went to school for this sort of thing, uh, that was the biggest production we've ever run. Four cameras, HDMI cords, left, right, center. You know, commentators here, there, everywhere. Um, and I was just, I don't know, Aiden, super like like that guy's very impressive guy just I, overall man i don't you know he's just very well spoken and i just um you know he killed it with the commentary he killed it with the base he was like a, he was the guy like if i didn't know something he was the guy he knows baseball like the back of his hand dudes i hyped him up before that final game i said bro you played for this dartmouth team i said this is a big deal you got to go out there and commentate you got to make the, this could be your legacy for this team commentating them winning a national title didn't happen but one run they got close. He got to do the game. But I just want to say that production was like probably one of the more proud moments I was of us as a unit, yeah. even though, like I said, hockey's my bread and butter. That's what I probably care about the most. But that um, it was I was just happy to help. That, yeah. that was my whole thing going to the weekend. I'm happy to help. And it was great to see uh, to see us pull something like that off, man. Multi cam yeah. biggest production in high button history took place last weekend. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, how much time are we at? 45 minutes. We're at 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Have you, you seen... You got the... a couple thoughts out there, buddy. Did I? Yeah. Sometimes you black out. <laughs> um, have you seen the new Elvis movie? I'm not. Wow. Tremendous respect for that guy. Not that I didn't before, but I just didn't... You know. Holy Elvis. smokes. What a... What a weapon, I guess. <laughs> His manager was kind of a dick. His manager was like a, an alien, pretty much. Didn't have a passport, couldn't leave the country. So Elvis wanted to go see the world and take his talents on the show. Right. But his 
manager was pretty much just like, nah, stay here. Let's stay in Vegas and do these movies in Hollywood and not really leave. And he blamed it on security issues over in Europe. He's like, ah, there's a war going on. Let's stay here and stay safe in America. When he had contracts in Germany and Japan mm. for a million dollars a night. Million dollars a night, and his manager back did then too. back then. So I don't know what a million dollars back in the '60s is now. <laughs> Probably like two million. Did they really say? Yeah, they're like, yeah, like Elvis. You know, you had like a million dollar offer to play in Germany and in Japan like two years ago, but your agent or your manager just never like offer brought it up to you. Just, just the 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 guy, his manager essentially worked him to death. At least that's what the the movie made it seem right. like, and. The talent on the guy, the voice, even like I watched, oddly enough, I watched one of his movies the other day from back in like the 70s. I forget the name of it. It was called, uh, oh, what was it called? Damn it. Anyways, he was an okay actor. Right. And the, 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 the guy took a couple years, three years off singing just to act comes back after acting says no i'm gonna start singing again takes the world by storm mm. again and then eventually just sings in vegas until he gets old and not even old he died he was like i forget how old he was but he, young, he, he? he became overweight and right. uh, he was on a lot of medication and um the drugs eventually right essentially well not even treated like his his manager didn't want him to get treated they just shot him up with morphine there'd be nights where apparently he would faint like a couple hours before the show they would shoot him up with morphine. They'd get him out on the stage just so he could sing for an hour because his manager apparently had a terrible uh, gambling problem. Mm. So we would take all this money, gamble, take all this money, gamble. And he just stayed in That's one so location, sad, Vegas, and he just never left. And his manager kept promising him. He goes, you know, as soon as you're done these next 10 shows, we'll go see the world. We'll go do whatever. And then it was just like he, he his, his manager just kept dangling a carrot in front of him. And man, his his dad was like a... Elvis's dad was like, um, they, so Elvis's agent goes, okay, dad, you're the business manager, but really did nothing. They just put a label on him to make him seem important. Mm-hmm. And the manager basically controlled his dad. So there was one scene where I don't want to, eh, this isn't a, uh, this no isn't spoilers. a, no, this isn't a spoiler, but like he faints and the manager comes up and was like, the only thing that matters is that that kid is on the stage tonight. And then the nurse looks at the manager and was like, well, if I was his mother, I'd put him in a hospital bed. And then the manager goes, well, I guess this is a business manager decision, meaning Elvis's dad. Right. And then Elvis's dad just kind of got bullied by the actual manager. Like, we better do say the right thing here. And the dad's like, well, is there anything you can give him to get him on the stage? When if you're a good father, you just go get the, what are you, get, what are yeah. you talking about? I want my kid in bed resting. Right. Anyways. Yeah. Just a holy smokes. And <laughs> the, the spoke pi- to you. And, this- oh, well, the pipes on the guy too. The guy could sing. He oh, wasn't yeah. like, you know, my theory on dancers with background being, you know, the, the auto, all this shit. Elvis could sing. I think he was like the first big star, wasn't he? Like, what year was what years were was he around? Do you remember? Yeah, like the sixties, seventies, right. and uh, then because you see what happens when a big situ when a big group goes uh, international, like Elvis should have with the like the Beatles did. Yeah, they become the biggest band in history. So if Elvis, you know, wasn't boxed up in Vegas, you never know what could have happened. To your point, right? Uh, he traveled. He just didn't travel outside of the states. He just. I ain't traveling. And, yeah, exactly. No, he, uh, oh, what was I going to say? He just didn't have the right people around him. Right. He just had a bunch of, and now I everyone say, knows his story. Yeah. You know? And, I, and well acted. The, 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 I'm not going to know the, the kid's name that played him, but holy smokes. I saw him on an interview with Jimmy Kimmel like four months ago, and he said that he couldn't get his accent, his, his Elvis accent, gone. Because he trained for this movie for two or three years to talk like him, to walk like him, to move like him, to do everything like him. Right. And he couldn't shake it. So he's doing this interview with Jimmy Kimmel two years after recording the movie, yeah. filming the movie, and he's still talking like this. Yeah. Let's hear it. He's still talking like this. He's still talking <laughs> like this. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. You know, he's talking like this. I can't do it, but like he still moved yeah. like him. It was crazy. Just so well acted. Great videos on YouTube yeah. of him yeah. side by side. Of the real performance right. and just just dead on. 
the way they move their hands and the best Elvis story I always remembered was that when he was becoming popular, they would sh- they would only uh, and they would record him for TV or whatever. They would only record his face because uh, his dance moves were too inappropriate and like. It was like back then it was so taboo to do like any sort of hip movement when you dance. Yeah. So they would just still camera on his face, even though under the under yeah. the camera, it was just like his legs yeah. were moving all over the place and everything like that. And think about it. You got uh, Nicki Minaj and all. Uh, well, mostly, you know, there's girls shaking their ass. And Cardi these, B. Sure. Cardi B. You got all this. Well, I guess guys yeah. shake their hips, too, but you don't really pay too much. You right. know, it's. But Michael Jackson. I got to sneeze here. One sec. <laughs> Excuse me. But you see all this nudity and this like, right? You know, it's a great whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> but you have Elvis to thank. How yeah. weird is that? Think about it. All like the women you see in the rap videos shaking their ass. Mm. They have a guy to thank. Elvis. Started He's, with Elvis, man. There was no one before hips. Elvis shaking their hips or just moving yeah. and grooving and and, and and feeling the music. How yeah. crazy is that? I think my my grandparents said that uh they had a they have a buddy named uh named Dude is his nickname and he was always a good dancer who who would try to dance like Elvis and they said at the junior high dances he would do the moves and they would uh they would kick him out of the the gym. What? They wouldn't let him dance like Elvis like in the gym. They would like they would kick because it was just too taboo back then, man. Like even like the kids were trying to like emulate him and they would just no, no, like it's crazy. That is insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know those old junior high dances you'd go to? You yeah, go to those when you were a kid. You know yeah, you'd ask the, yeah. ask the girl for the slow dance. Oh yeah. You're sweating. Yeah. You're shaking. You get you know that those type of dances, man. The kids those were trying to do junior it. Junior high dances were so sweaty. <laughs> I remember going to them. I remember oddly enough going to them after hockey practice because they were always at like seven, yeah, eight yeah. o'clock, and I'd always have practice at like six or seven, and I would just go to the dance after practice and i just shower at the rink but i remember just being so sweaty in those gymnasiums you probably fit right in right in i guess <laughs> but like i just remember well one you're already nervous to talk to a girl in the first place oh, yeah but you're just sweating profusely you stink you're just yeah. like, i don't want to talk to these people that i'm gonna see tomorrow at lunchtime like i just dude. remember those dances were in dude there was one that the school i went to and like the one of the last ones i went to they had to move from the gym to the cafeteria and literally at the end of the night you could run your finger down the sot down the wall of the cafeteria and there would be like you know when the condensation oh, comes man. in and the whole cafeteria <laughs> sorry if anyone's like eating or anything because that's actually pretty gross but that's uh that's how the, that's how sweaty those things used to get man we you could run your hand down the condensation on the wall. Wow, we our ours got um, canceled. There was, I think, people were having like sex on the dance floor. Or no, something. Yeah, bro, oh, yeah, oh, no, yeah. they were probably just grinding, bro. No, I'm pretty sure they found like condoms and stuff <laughs> the next day. But high school, they, yeah, high yeah, school. Right. So there was a thing called the Greek dance, and it was at the Greek church right down the street here, and those were insane. I have a buddy who just sweats profusely anyways. Right. And he was just sweating and he went outside just to get some fresh air and security found him just sweating. And they thought he was on like ecstasy because he was sweating at an amuse rate. But if you right. know this guy, I'm not going to give his name. He, uh, he just, swe- he'll be sweating right now in this cool basement. He just sweats. It's just, right. he sweats a lot. Tough bounce. So they, they, they kicked him out of the dance. Cause they thought he was on just heavy drugs. Oh my God. It just, Oh man, those <laughs> Greek dances were insane. The basement of the Greek church. I don't think there was any air conditioning. If there was, I didn't feel it. And it was a combined high school dance. Cause apparently like high school dances when I do you that's did you have a high school dance? Junior high was what we would do. But By high you, school they kind of died out. There yeah. might have been a few, but Okay. It wasn't too much of a thing, but six or seven, eight, nine, it was a big deal. So yeah. I think my era of high school dance has kind of ended. Like I maybe grade ten, I had one, mm-hmm. but eleven, twelve, I forget. But this happened across all schools, like uh, CPA, Citadel, a bunch of schools. Just one year canceled all their dances, so there was a, a need for dances. Yeah. So I forget who organized it, but this one guy organized all these dances at the Greek. Leb, sorry, not the Greek Leb, just the Greek church. And all these schools combined into one 
basement. Oh, man. And you talk about fights. High schoolers. High school. You talk about fights. You talk about, like, security. You talk about police. You talk about drugs. You talk about... (laughs) Condoms. Yeah, condoms. (laughs) You talk about, like, fights over girls. Like... Yeah. Not just just a recipe for chaos. And I remember those dances only lasted a year, maybe two. Yeah. And they were some of the best dances ever. But you just give that much freedom to that many kids. It's a recipe for disaster. But you talk man. about shaking your hips, man. You're dancing. You're, 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 you're tearing up the, the dance floor. It's a great time. I remember there were nights you just you have no money. You spend all your money on booze. You just end up walking home. Yeah. You just don't even know where home is, you, man. You pay the five bucks to get in. You get a couple oh. pops in the year beforehand. And you that, just, the rest is history. Oh, those were the best nights, man. Best <laughs> nights. So much fun. But anyways, we have yeah. uh, we have Elvis to thank for those fun nights. Yeah, moving and Legend grooving. Legend of the game, man. Legend um, of the game. How much time are we at right now? Fifty six. So let's um let's say goodbye to the people. Let's wrap it up. I want to thank um, once again Proline for sponsoring this episode. God love Proline. Um, sports oh, are kicking up here sports soon. Are kicking up Start here of soon. September football season. Football hockey, season. Hockey and basketball very shortly behind. Yes. Formula One still going on. Baseball playoffs. Golf. Ugh. Um, hopefully the Jays make a run. They're sucking. Oh, they're lately. making it, Brad. They're um, run. you know, but once again, thank you for everyone, uh, for tuning in, listening. I hope that everyone enjoys their weekend. Um, summer is slowly creeping. You know, we're going to be shoveling in like three months here. So mm. enjoy these last couple of uh, weekends or weeks, excuse me, of summer. Um, and you know, thank you for everything. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I got to say. Um, thanks for supporting. Yeah. Work hard. Have fun. Enjoy. We are out. See ya. Peace. I'm lost in the light I pray for the night To take me, to take you to After so many words Still nothing's heard don't know what we should do So someone could see me now Let them see you It was my greatest thrill When we just stood still You let me hold your hand Till I had my fill Even counting sheep Don't help me sleep I just toss and turn right there beside you So if someone could help me now They'd help you too They help you too See you through All the hard things We've all gotta do Life is long, and so you wouldn't be wrong. Being free, leaving me on my Some awful things and I take them back If we would try again And just remember when Before we were lovers I swear we were friends So if someone could see me now Let them see you Let them see you See you through 
Life is long, so you wouldn't be wrong. 